What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Yep, yep. What's going on? Listen to Bolt Brady and his bro, your favorite sports gambling information station. Let's welcome in our handicapper. Hello, and how about our buddy, Big Derrick Henry, last night? Man, you know, I was thinking of that, too. You said, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty quick once he gets going. And I don't know if you caught where they showed he was going like 21.8 on that, that breakaway. At 247 pounds. And it said fastest recorded run of the season for the NFL. I'm like, he's moving. Wow, did they say that? Yeah, the, the little thing did, the next-gen stat. Well, I know we we like Tennessee and the and the plus six because because uh, of Derek and Derek came through with us uh, for three touchdowns. It's still I, you you just know it's coming and he just plows through. I mean they obviously block it well like we've said, but he just he gets his. It was one of those games where it worked out you know on our side this this time where Buffalo was just driving down the field left and right, but they were settling for the field goals, and that is not cutting it when you're trying to cover six points. No. Yeah, I like the plus six. I took it again last night. I'm like, I'll take six. I was thinking because I'm like, wow, okay, so they easily drove down the field both times. They've stopped Tennessee, and I'm like, Tennessee could score a touchdown here and take the lead seven to six. And sure enough, that's when Derek broke away for 76 yards, and now we've got a ball game. Mm Mm-hmm. He looks to he looks to sling it. I mean, he'll kind of check it down a little bit to Moss and Singletary, Big Allen, but he looks downfield a ton, which is they're fun to watch. Yeah, no, he's balling. I mean, they're they're a good team. Like that was a huge win for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah, and then, and then you look at it, and they're both the same record. It's like that was kind of a little swing there on the records. Mm-hmm. Four and two. Right. What uh, what other games did you have this weekend? Because I know you said uh, you hit some parlays, right? Um. Yep, I did hit a couple. I had vague. I, I thought they'd bounce back. I still like them. Oh, nice. And I like their, uh, I think they're kind of juiced, like a little rejuvenated to refocus without him, the coach. Right. Um, Baltimore, we liked them. Yeah, we did. Was that a boat race? Uh-huh. And I took the Chiefs at Washington. Okay. And I sprinkled in another one, a Minnesota and a Green Bay. <laughs> so <laughs> you kind of represented... The public. Well, and I know no, I know where you're going. <laughs> nothing's wrong with that. I, I saw the article too. <laughs> the, the worst the worst beating the sports book took in like thirty five years this weekend. Is that what it said? Because Joe Pub came to play. <laughs> you and Joe. <laughs> no, because I was gonna I didn't even see the article, but I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, Casey covered. Yeah, no, it was all gotta go down the list. Yeah, Casey well, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, but Casey Green Bay Okay, Arizona. Cowboys. The Cowboys, exactly. Arizona being undefeated. Yeah, that means the sports books are just going to get drilled. I think it was the, whatever time frame they said. I think they said 1 o'clock, but I think it's the morning games to us on the West Coast. Right. I think they said all 7 or 8, the favorite covered. Oh, is that right? So just whammo. (laughs) Ha ha. Well, so everyone's pockets are a little bit fatter right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what's that mean for this week, then? Well, it means you got to be a little careful. 
And we might as well jump into one of the best betters here. <laughs> because it's going to be a game that most people aren't going to touch. But I'll tell you what, there's a team, and they're living on the edge a little bit, and that's the big Green Bay Packers. Mm. So they are playing the Washington Redskins, and wow, are the Redskins garbage. Yeah. But this line's getting a little inflated. Nine and a half currently. And I th- and it's going to jump up to the 10 or more. So I don't like it unless it hits 10. But this is what I'm going to tell you. The reason why I like this, there's something that's not sustainable for Green Bay to keep winning, is uh, going into this game against Chicago, and, and you know everyone probably knows we're not very high on the Bears and Justin Fields. And I was like, going into this game, uh, Green Bay – was letting their opponent score 15 out of 15 times in the red zone, which is incredible. So I didn't see the game. I said, oh, let me look at the box score, you know, real quick. There was one thing I wanted to look at was the red zone, and Chicago was two for two in there. So <laughs> mm-hmm. 17 times in a row, teams get in the red zone and they're scoring. That's going to be tough for Green Bay to keep winning. And we've always said they play down to their level of competition. Yeah, they do keep the games just kind of close a lot. So, if that gets to 10, we like the Redskins. Excuse mm-hmm. me. The WFT. <laughs> and it's hard to get used to that after, like, 40 years of calling them that. Yeah. They'll grab a name here next year, or the one after. But it's something weird. Like, that Seattle team went with Kraken up in Seattle. No. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> Kraken. Yeah. If that was their slogan, I'd be with it. <laughs> but did you see... You probably didn't see it, I guess you said. But, I mean, Fields needs to learn. When he's throwing the ball away, like, throw it into the stands. He kind of threw a couple, like, back of the end zone where there's no receiver and you know they their picks were they picks one of them i think was was reviewed and the guy got his toes down and just, he just throw it away well you and I can, I can just tell by the stats that the coach isn't really letting him do much he's just hoping he doesn't make an air i mean they're not very good no i mean mac and company's trying uh, they just the offense is sputtering mm-hmm. right so and and big aaron had a chit with the crowd you see that? Oh yeah, no, I, I was telling you when he when he scored and, you, and the audio was down there. And right. He's just like, I still own you. <laughs> I still own you. His record against them. So that was the thing. I can't remember who it was. I was telling one of our friends. I was like, you know, everything lines up statistically, like handicapping wise, was to take the Bears that game. But I'm like, it's not happening because of Fields and just the coaching and everything. And sure enough, I'm glad we did it. Um, no, that they're just that's going to be tough for them to cover ball games. Yeah, Fields they they limit his throws, which they probably should. You know, he's always around like fourteen after three quarters, maybe gets around the low twenties. And then you go to someone like the Dolphins and Tua, and I'm like forty-seven throws. <laughs> and it's like that's that's way too high, right? And did did Miami have a good time on that flight back from Europe? Wow. That was going to be dragging a little bit. Right. Giving up the first W to the Jacks. And Urban Meyer said everyone was so juiced. It was like they won the national championships when he was in college. Herb goes, guys, let's take it to my steakhouse. <laughs> in Europe. Let's warm this up. I've got some grandkids here, too, that I need to see. <laughs> They're hanging out at this bar over here with this blonde. Right. <laughs> uh, what other game? I thought... Well, the the one that I, I was hopeful for was I thought the Browns would come to play. Okay, so that was, yeah, so our NFL picks went 3-1 and one last week, and that was the one that didn't lose, or didn't win, excuse me. It did scare me. I don't know if this is a good thing or bad, but I was listening to some other podcasts later in the week, and 
a lot of the handicappers that I that I respect, they had them too, and I'm like, ah, man, if everyone's seeing the same thing here, that's not a good sign. Well, Arizona um, gets up 14-0, and there goes the run, you know, the rushing attack right there. That mm-hmm. goes out the window. Well, and Chubb was already out. And then Kareem Hunt gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, so... That was tough. And they say Baker's shoulder is, is kind of out. They keep popping it back in. He's just kind of toughing it out. Yeah, they need to have Chubb and Kareem there or else, you know, there's no way I would touch the squad without those guys. No, because Baker needs those the running game. He, he's not slicing it up enough to win it on his own. Right. They're just a good overall team. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, the other one that we liked that um, barely came through was the big Philadelphia Eagles against... Backdoor Louie at the end. <laughs> that two-point conversion. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, they always talk, you know, the buzzword, the analytics. And they are saying, you know, the coaches that are down a little bit more, that are with it a little bit more now, when they're down 14 late in the game, they go for it, uh, the two-point conversion, because now that second time down the field, they kick the extra point and they win it instead of going into overtime. And that's what you're there to do to win. So when I saw the Eagles go for the two-point, I'm like, oh, here we go. This mm-hmm. is ball game. And then the guy was slightly covered. And Jalen just <laughs> squeezed it right in there. Right. Got the two-point, and now we're down six. Right. <laughs> and the line is six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and then to make things even closer... Tommy just marches all the way down the field to, like, the seven-yard line of Philadelphia. And I start doing the math in my head, and I'm like, is the clock 30 seconds or 40? And I'm like, and they go, oh, he's just going to start kneeling on it, guys. Yeah, because there's enough playcock left to eat it up. Exactly. And that was ball game. Mm. But we did get a clean it up in that ball game. And, you know, you notice these things, you know, obviously when you have some chippers on it. And the Philadelphia Eagles kicker, Supas, okay, when field position is so important, this guy had three kicks in a row, 39, 40, and 39 yards. Like, dude, you are in the NFL. There's guys in high school that are doing that. Mm -hmm. Clean it up. (laughs) I mean, dude, when I'm like, okay, okay, they stopped us. And then I'm like, well, at least kick it way down there. You know, so Tommy has to go the – length of the field and this guy's shanking it giving tommy you know field position at like the 45 yeah that's trouble right i mean that you know they dominated that game the buccaneers like that was a that was a legit backdoor it's nice when they come in the other way for you yeah if you're on the right end of it Mm -hmm. what'd you think uh big Ertz? he played in that game and he wakes up and he's traded to the az they've been talking about trading him forever yeah no they mentioned the bills in the offseason they thought maybe but it didn't happen yeah, I mean, it, it's literally been going on for at least a year now. I'm sure he's pretty stoked. Yeah, that's yeah. a great little veteran squad with the exciting offense. And I don't think they have a tight end. So, yeah, I mean. In their, if they did, he was banged up. Yeah, but they were trying to say they don't target the tight end. It's like, well, yeah, you'll, you'll target them when they're an all-pro. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's still legit. The, the Eagles haven't used him, you know, like they they used to for like a year and a half now. Well, he was Wentz's favorite target, you know, and Jalen doesn't probably hunt for him the same way. Well, they also have the other guy, Goodard, or whatever his name is, the mm-hmm. other tight end, who's legit, too. Yeah, I mean, he's he's only 30, you know, and I think he was kind of 
little pleased that Kittle and um, Kelsey got the big chips. Mm. So he's like, dude, what's up? I mean, put me somewhere in that neighborhood. And they're like, no. Sorry, bud. We've already got another guy that's probably in our eyes equal to you. So we'll ship you off. Go play a little soccer with your honey. <laughs> yeah, because she's the professional soccer player. Uh, yeah, she's on the women's squad. What about Big Gino starting the full game for the Seahawks? That was another game that was good. Yeah, I I went against him. I I took Pitt. I think it was minus five. Right. Um, Gino came back and covered. But, yeah, Pitt's hard to watch, kind of. I looked at the stats, (laughs) and they were, like, identical. I mean, first of all, I don't even know if Seattle got the ball past midfield until the second half. Yeah. They started to finally rush the ball. Collins. And it started working for them. But I looked at the exact stats. Both coaches, if they got together, they'd be like, hey, here's our game plan. We just don't want our quarterback to throw it downfield and turn it over. Mm -hmm. So we're dropping it off within seven yards or closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's not a very pretty game to watch, but I'll tell you what, the reason why the Steelers are bouncing back is because of one guy, Big T.J. Watt. Yes. He's a playmaker. Yeah. I mean, and, he's highest paid in the league on D for a reason. He's He got that motor like his brother did. Right. And, I mean, he made the play. He got the strip sack, and that was ball game. But, you know, when the Steelers were... Um, like struggling for a couple games there, he was out hurt. So it's kind of amazing that a defensive player can make that much of a difference, but he does. Yeah, you got those guys off the edge when they when they put the heat on them, it, it changes all of it. Right, and so it helps, like you know, when they're in passing situations, mm-hmm. they can get negated. Like if a team's able to run the ball, and that's like what the Cleveland Browns try to do. But you saw what happened when they have to pass; it's not happening. Yeah. So anyway, but. That leads us into another best bet here. So now the New Orleans Saints coming off the bye come into Seattle. Okay, and obviously we're not big fans of Jameis. And now Jameis is giving up five points on the road. Okay, I don't think Jameis should give any team five points on the road, except maybe the Detroit Lions and and the Texans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, honestly, like this guy, there's no way he can give a, a home team points. So there's a there's still a ton of veteran leadership on the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I'll take the five with Big Geno. Monday night home game. Uh, is it a Monday nighter? Yep. Yeah, it's the Monday nighter. Wow. So Geno's like in prime time his first three games. So that's the other thing. I mean, he'd have to be a little jittery, you know, those first two. First one coming in, second one last night. And then, uh, and then now he's like, "Hey, I'm prepped for this, and I'm not scared of Jameis. That's for sure." Yeah, yeah. That that Steelers Seahawks went to OT, and uh, Russ came out for the coin flip, just in his sweatsuit. He looks so small, just across from Ben. You just kind of see him side by side. You're like, dude, it's crazy. Those guys do what they do. That's the first uh, game that Russ has missed in his career. Not suited up. Yeah, yeah. I know he had a start streak going. Yeah, no, like how he hasn't played. That's the first game he's missed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird. It's for like a finger because he's, he's been dinged up worse than that, you would think. Right. But, you know, if you can't throw it, you can't throw it. Especially, yeah, with the right hand. Yeah. So, I don't know. Geno's, yeah, I, I could see Geno at home. You know, the crowd and the defense can help him there. But the defense is not their strong suit this season either. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, they tied an NFL record three games in a row, giving up 450 plus yards Mm. that's not a good sign but again this is a fade against Jameis on the road 
giving points. Did you see, uh, they said Pete Carroll reached out to uh, Cam. Did he? Mm-hmm. Just to feel him out. Because Cam said, you know, he went and got the vax and said he wants to be more available to, to more teams. So Pete's like, yeah, we gave him a call. You know, we're calling some other guys out there, too. Um, we'll see if anything comes of that. But Gino's probably in a better spot than Cam. He's been there for, you know, two, three years and knows what they're doing. Right. That's, I don't know what more, you know, more Cam's bringing to the table than Gino right now. No. Yeah. Like, especially, like you said, not knowing the offense. I mean, you know, not knowing the offense, there's no way he has the upper hand. Yeah, we used to be like, you know, Cam was kind of the shack daddy of the NFL there for a sec where he was just bowling everyone over saying, get off, get off me here, I'm coming through. And those days are gone, so, you know, what are we going with? Right. Yeah, no, uh, Cam, uh, it's time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Start to take up golf. <laughs> Quit blowing the chips. <laughs> on, on the gear, like you always say. On see, see if you can get a commentating gig. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a couple of listeners have been um, sending us emails with questions. And I actually um, was golfing one of, with one of our friends yesterday. And he had a question um, for me about, teasers and parlays and so uh, a lot of people have this so i'm going to touch on it one more time here um there's a gentleman with last name's wong w-o-n-g and so it's called the wong teaser and the best way to do teasers is through the numbers of three and seven here's why uh because the the number lands on three more than any other uh, number in the game, but it's only 14%. So 14% of the time it lands on three, 9% of the time it lands on seven. Those are by far and away the two most numbers. So you either want to go up through them or down below them. That's the best way to do that. So our friend Patty, she did a, a teaser with the Bills last night um, and was fortunate enough to win it. But again, like I said before, you don't necessarily want to go through zero because you're losing a number there because games don't really land in ties very often. So you want to either go up through three and seven or down through three and seven. She also asked, do you look for like a dominant team or a team that's you know not as good? And no, it doesn't matter. But I would say if you stick with the rule of three or seven, the long teaser, you're in a good place there. And then our friend yesterday had the question. He said, hey, when I do parlays, you know, should I buy the extra point, you know, the three and a half? Well, like I just said, the stats show you that it only lands on that number 14% of the time. So do you want to pay extra juice for 14% of the time? And the numbers people are going to tell you in the long run, no. But if it makes you feel more comfortable, then go for it. Yep. Where was that Wong teaser thing from? But it's just he's been around. It's just it's called the Wong teaser. It's named after him. You'll you'll hear others talk about it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Patty shot the email. She feel free to fire the questions away. Anybody um, score at boltbrady.com. But Patty said, uh, any sleeper teams that you like that their record might not reflect what kind of team they are right now. Hmm. You know, I think especially after this week, like looking at the games, they they all they all actually kind of played out how I was thinking the teams were, except for that Cleveland Browns game. Um, I guess maybe the team that you could keep your eye on is the Colts, and that's because Wentz was banged up in the beginning, and they had a really tough schedule, mm-hmm. um, and so that's going to be reflected in their record. So they quite possibly could rise up. Uh, they actually played this week against possibly our automatic fade. That's Big Trey. Mm. 
Trey area. Have they said if Jimmy's playing yet? No, they haven't. So right now the the line is uh, minus three and a half. Okay, the Niners are minus three and a half. Here's the thing: if Trey plays, it's an automatic play on the Colts. If Jimmy plays, I'd probably go the other way. Mm-hmm. That's how down I am on Trey area. <laughs> Well, the Niners had their bye week, too, so I, I imagine Jimmy's feeling a lot better than he was. Right. And by the way, with that garbage nickname, Trey Area, uh, let's give people nicknames when they deserve one. Mm. Not quite yet. <laughs> so, yeah, so I would say the Colts, Patty, and I would say, you know. Well, she's she said the Homer squad for her is the Vikes, so I think she's hoping you'll say the Vikings. Well, I mean, uh, this is what I'll say about the Vikings. Uh, they just play to their level of competition. Every game. I mean, they're going in OT. They're kicking field goals, you know, when there's no clock left. I mean, either losing or winning. So I guess that that could be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're in every game. Well, and another obvious one is the, the Chiefs are sitting at 3-3, three and three, and they're just a game behind the Raiders and the Chargers for their division. So, well, but, yeah. The but, Ch- they, yeah, they, they, they're hard to cling to. Well, their defense is terrible. Yeah. And because of that, we're going to ride big Derrick Henry and the Titans again this week. Mm. So we liked the matchup, you know, this last week um, with Derrick. And that's when the Bills were actually second in the NFL before this game. They dropped all the way down to number six because of Derrick. But going into this game, the Bills were number two against the Rush. Guess what KC is against the Rush? 27th. So... Think Derek might be licking the chops a little bit there. So I actually like Tennessee plus the five against KC because they need to take care of this turnover problem. Like, if they were playing anyone besides the Washington football team, they would have been in trouble. For sure. You know, they, they were even like down in the red zone. I mean, they had three three turnovers again. Patty had two more picks. It's just all because there's so much pressure on the offense to do everything. So you don't think Tennessee's going to be jacked for that game at home? Yeah, that the one thing was was last night the Bills won. You know that that's the that was a big high for them. I totally agree. And if it was someone besides Kansas City, I would agree that there could be a letdown. But do you think anyone's really going to be let down on the team that's gone to the Super Bowl the last two years in a row? And most people think has the best player in the NFL as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they're not getting down for that. They'll, they'll get up. And Derek Balls. Yes, he does. It's a full moon out and the werewolf in your pants is howling. It's time to tackle that problem with the lawnmower 4.0. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Dot com for 20% off and free shipping when you put in the code BOLT, B-O-L-T, for 20% off. All right, let's get back to the show. Keep your game tight. Keep it trimmed. Um, all right, for some other games, a couple more NFL ones before we switch to college. I think the Raids still still here, a little disrespected at home against Philly. The minus three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the line's fair, I guess I should say. Um 
I'll take them. I would not. I would not disagree with that. That does seem a little light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they're not getting the respect. Yeah, well, just because you know they haven't really been in this position for a little bit, um, and then they people are kind of thinking that the shakeup is affecting them. But I think it's going to work in their favor here coming down the the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it's great that day, uh, David Derek's getting the props because his. Um, percentage was actually 11% higher, his completion percentage, than it was supposed to be this last week. So he's balling. He's got the troops. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that coaching, you know, it, it kind of brought some more out of him. But I think I think he rode him hard, too. So I think there might be a little bit of a relief, too. Now he's like, okay, let's let this have a little fun, but also use some of these new tools I have. Mm, that's a good call. I wish you would have given that thought last week. Yeah, before the before the Broncos, Carr's kind of <laughs> grown the payload out. We got a whole new dude here. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos have have turned too. They they you know we knew the, the who they played early on was was light, and and your boy Teddy. I was watching. He was the turnover machine there, and, and that's usually his strong suit is to kind of hold on to the pill. Well, you know, he's he can have a bad game here and there. They also lost a lot of their offensive weapons, and their O-line was banged up. So they got to get through this little rough patch here, and we'll see what happens. Okay, and then one other one, you know, Baltimore just handled the Chargers, obviously. So since he's coming to them, and since he's a lot better this year, it's like six or six and a half. Well, here's the interesting part. The line was ten before so it's dropped like four points um yeah i mean the the ravens uh here's who scored for them this last week it doesn't matter you might as well give us the jersey you had latavius murray Le'Veon bell and Devonte freeman and yes this is 2021 not 2015 right <laughs> holy cow yeah is that amazing or what because remember, their running backs, like the first three, went down early in the season. So John and Lamar had the little chat together, and John goes, Lamar, what's the plan? He goes, we're going to ball, bud. Mm-hmm. Throw in whoever you want back there. Everyone's scared of me. I can throw the ball. I know people don't think so. Let's rock and roll. So here comes Cincinnati into town, minus the six and a half. If it's below the touchdown, I would lean with the Ravens. Mm. See, I, I think Baltimore might might be a little let down after the charge game. Yeah, not in a divisional game. I think they'll win. I, I just I think it might be tight. Here's one thing that you know the listeners might might be able to learn from. The reason why the divisional games are so important is because, and you've seen this in the NFC East in the past, where it doesn't matter what your record is, if you win your division, you go to the playoffs. So when it's a divisional game, everyone everyone gears up for it. They're ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear what you got for college. All right, so the college last week went one and one. Baylor took care of business like we thought, and Big Texas got out to the big lead again, covering easily, and then they crapped down the leg. <clears throat> so uh, one and one there, but this week, here we go, Wisconsin. Minus three versus Purdue, okay? And we're traveling into Purdue here. Purdue just beat Iowa. Huge. Huge win. Huge win. Huge letdown for Iowa after the Penn State game. So now, but hold on, and we've caught teams before. What do you think Purdue and the players were doing this week? Letting it rip. Dude, last thing on their mind is the ball game this week that's coming up. And, I mean, these guys have lost to teams like Minnesota, 
Uh, I mean, they just basically had one big win where you have Wisconsin that's played Notre Dame, Penn State. Uh, I mean, all the big boys. So anyway, much tougher schedule for Wisconsin. We'll take them there. And then we're heading out to the Pac-12. Mm. And here comes Big Oregon into UCLA. Mm. UCLA minus the two and a half. Oregon's ranked 10th in the nation. We know they've lost to Stanford. They barely got past Cal last week. Chip Kelly facing his old squad. Mm, good call. Didn't even think about that. But also, Chips beat LSU, and then they pounded Stanford. So again, the buzzword this week is strength of schedules. We're going to lean on the strength of schedules. Wisconsin and UCLA, and then I'm just going to go through the pros real quick here again. We like Tennessee plus the five against KC. We like Washington if it gets to 10 against Green Bay. We like Seattle plus five. And then if Trey plays for the Niners, we like the Colts. All right. That uh, the Purdue game, I think some students were like throwing stuff onto the field, like beer cans and stuff. I think it showed like an O lineman picked up like an open brew and just pounded it. Oh, really? <laughs> for Purdue? Uh huh. Well, case in point, then right there. Like, let's do it. I mean, those guys are juiced after that game, and as they should be. But while they're getting juiced, Wisconsin's gearing up to smack them around. Yep. Down year for Wisconsin, but I, yeah, I can see them winning. Mm-hmm. Party at the Moon Tower. All right, anything else you want to add? That'll do it for me. Okay, don't forget Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. He'll throw on some uh, updates for you regarding games and lines. Keep writing the reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we'll pick a winner for a hat. That'll do it for this week. See ya.